and welcome to today's edition of Collisions YYC. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. Today on the show, I sit down with Mr. Colin Zopa. Colin's a tech engineer that's decided to make Calgary his home. Colin takes us on a very candid conversation of the trials and tribulations of running a tech startup in Calgary, his lessons learned, and the lessons shared. Join me in welcoming Colin Zopa. So let's start. Let's give the guests a little bit, like, talk to us about who you are. Talk to us about Plank, which is your company, your connection to Calgary, and we'll build it out from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've been in Calgary about 10 years, actually, from Edmonton originally. Um, realized after doing some traveling that I needed to move down to Alberta's better half. Okay. <laughs> made, oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> made my way down here. I still love Edmonton, though. But um, And yeah, I mean, really quickly, we can kind of get into this, but found myself on oil and gas, like a lot of people do. And then um, after moving out of that, um, this would have been about three and a half years ago, uh, Okay. when we started Plank. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride, you know, like we're... Tell us about Plank. What's, what's Plank all about? Sure. Um, so Plank works with social media influencers, particular fitness influencers, um, to uh, build them custom uh, fitness apps, as well as just help them monetize their, their communities to actually bring their okay. fitness and new training guides to their, to their followers. So would you guys call yourself a technology company, a social media company, a fitness company? I'm going on a limb there, totally, but yeah. how would you guys categorize yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the reason the question is valid is that there is a lot of different different things that we do actually look at categorizing ourselves as. Um, obviously, you know, startup tech company is how we kind of okay. first self-identify, but, um, you know, we, we are now the world's largest fitness influencer company, so we work with... Interesting. Some, yeah. What's that What's that metric? Because that's that's a powerful thing. Yeah, I, I love... Yeah. Drop that and just... The mic <laughs> yeah, is right. done. I'm out of here. Yeah, totally. That's why you brought I got work to do. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, you just want some promotion for this. That's what this. Okay, now it makes sense. Um, yeah, so we work with 63 uh, influencers worldwide. Um, our total social reach between them is about 125 million people. So... Um, um, yeah, we've just been able to kind of accumulate, um, you know, a brand that people want to work with in order to help bring, like I said, their their fitness and training guides into a, a technology play versus what they used to do was selling them via a PDF or an ebook or even DVDs. Yep. So, I, I, my background, I was a personal trainer for years, oh, cool. and I appreciate the fact that you're giving an outlet that isn't just trading time for sessions. Yeah, because yeah, you can only cool. do so many sessions in a day, and you can only help, quote unquote, help so many people. And also, there's a ceiling to your revenue that way. Yeah, because exactly. people, there's always a breaking point where people you can only charge so much per session. Yep. Oh, interesting. And curious, when you got into this, did you see that as, hey, we're technology guys and we're excited about technology. Let's find a way to put that into play. Or was it this need that drove you into it? Definitely wasn't even much of a technology guy in the first place. I mean, okay. a lot of this, oh, interesting. Been, okay. you know, like crawl, walk, run, like just how do you, how do you just kind of figure out what the opportunity is ahead of you and, and figure out a way to make it work. Um, so, you know, we knew that there was an opportunity to bring technology to help scale to your point, you know, how people are able to consume this content. Um, and that was by way of building a platform that could build these native uh, iOS and Android apps for everybody. And what it's turned into is more of a full suite partner. So we don't just okay. do all the development. We also shoot all their content. We do all their marketing, their growth marketing, launch, um, advertising. And, you know, we just really kind of take everything off of their plate yes. um, in order to help um, grow and scale whatever product it is that we've built. But the them. technology is the backbone that allows you to do that. That for sure, as far as how you actually can go and yeah, that's, that's the, the mechanism to connect yeah. it to, to really bridge the gap between the trainer and the, and the end user. To your, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, that's what they're required in order to actually you know get more. Yeah, because you've got this incredibly knowledgeable, savvy, probably super buff, knows what they're doing trainer. But again, that one to one relationship. Well, they definitely know what they're doing if you ask them. That's, yeah, that's that, for sure. But uh, I've been on your site. No, there's some there's some <laughs> tight physiques on there, and there's some yeah. certainly people that look like they you know I lived down in Venice for a while. I lived sure. in Venice Beach. I worked at Gold Gym in Venice Beach, so I recognize that culture down there. Sure. And it's it's a profession. These people yeah. take it very seriously. Yeah, they really do. And honestly, and they and they've done a great job as to how they actually go and. Build 
build their programs and and uh, the impact that they have on their communities, right? And so that's, awesome. that's one thing that we've always really tried to remain integral with is, you know, we don't want to alter or change that at all. Just we want to be here as a vehicle to help spread those those programs and their philosophies to their communities. So, you know, another way that we do that is by helping out them with more content. So in a lot of ways, we kind of identify as a media company because of yes. that. So okay. um, we'll help shoot the content for them, whether that's the promo asset. like Well, you're a media company, or- but you're owning the full front to back. Yeah. Creating the content and distributing it out to the network. Exactly. So the distribution of that content is really- so From a supply going. chain perspective, you're going right from the source all the way to the, to the, the consumer being able to always get, also get fresh content. Yeah, that's exactly. the key. Yeah. And that's something that we're helping those, our influencer partners with, right? Is the ability to go and distribute that new content and shoot new content quite frequently. So- so when you decided to go forward with this initiative, you you chose Calgary. You were in Calgary by default. Talk to me about starting a, a, a technology company like this and being in this market. Was that a was that a decision that you guys made just like strategically, or did it just kind of come about? Yeah, a bit of both. I mean, obviously, when you're starting out, you know, you're trying to just look at what your resources are around you and, and how you can actually go to just get to that next point. Like I said earlier, of just what, what is that next door that we need to walk through before yeah. we can understand where this whole ship is really going. Um, so Calgary presented itself with an opportunity to kind of get going, but you know, really for the longest time and even to this day, even though we're growing the team in Calgary, you know, there was very little about Plank that was Canadian, <laughs> okay. alone Calgarian. So where are all um, your trainers? Do you have any trainers based out of here? Or are they all out of the U S not? So none out of Alberta. Um, I think okay. there's only a couple in actually, sorry, that's a, that's a lie. Uh, we do have one that goes back and forth between Dallas and Edmonton. Okay. Um, but, uh, um, in Canada in total, I think we have three. Um, and oh, then interesting. So the Balker. Ah. Balker in America, but we mean, we're all over the place. Australia, Ukraine, Brazil, um, you name it, Dubai. So, yeah. I love it, but you guys are based out of Calgary. That's great. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously the users that are downloading and subscribing to these fitness apps uh, are also worldwide as well. So. Do you, where, where's kind of the base of your, like your, your, the customer side of, of that equation? Are they, is it in the U S yeah? I mean, I think everybody still kind of looks to the U S when you think about the fitness Mecca you for know, sure. and you really think of Southern California and Miami. You absolutely you know, do. Yeah. Absolutely. And everything there. So that's certainly the case, but you know, it's funny. You see these little bubbles pop up everywhere. Right. So you know, we, we have a really large user base in every partner is a little bit different to be honest, but you know, okay. some of them, a lot in South America, you'll see is a really kind of rising, um, fitness community right now in general, people just are looking more and more to that whole culture is rising. Yes. I've read about that yeah. and how it's becoming so much more important from yeah. the cosmetic side to the fitness side totally. and it's being embraced across that culture. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, we've, there's tons of countries like Australia is massive for this as well. Um, they're probably like number two to the U S as far as how, and you know, ingrained it is in their culture out there. Okay. Interesting. Um, and then we have some partners that have, you know, large, large user bases in places like China, you know, so it's just, it's very diverse. So interesting perspective for you to kind of see globally how that's being consumed. Definitely. Yeah. So with what's going on, obviously you guys, you're based in Calgary, you're finding tire, you, you're hearing the same things in the news that I'm hearing. The big T word transformation, Calgary's mm-hmm. changing oil and gas. All, we all know we've been in a challenge for the last few years. What, what's your perspective on that as a guy running a technology company in this city that, you know, quote unquote needs to transform. What's your take on that? What are your optics? Yeah. Um, there's a lot there. So I, I did work in software tech and in oil and gas, like I said before, um, founding Plank and, um, you know, the struggle that I saw there in software and oil and gas was just the resistance to change, you know, okay. and, and, you know, every time I would hear or see, you know, an Excel sheet being used in oil and gas, I would think, you know, this is a massive opportunity. There's you know, a better way. Yeah. There's always a better way. And so there's a few different ideas I would spin out some prototypes, a couple companies I consulted for, and you could just tell there was these roadblocks, you know, they're just like, you know, we've always done it this way. You know, there's no reason to change now. And then even when these last couple, you know, big downturns hit, um, at that point, and even with the layoffs, it was more about 
job security. So these people have been kept for a reason. And the ones that maybe are making the decision to bring in that software didn't want to be displaced by the software. So there oh, was, interesting. Yeah. So there's a lot of resistance to change there. So unless yeah. you're coming from the top down, which you can happen in a lot of ways, yeah. th- there's already a lot of ha- top line, you know, items going, going on those balance sheets, um, with, uh, um, software in general. So okay. it, it, that's the, kind of the struggle, but well, fear of change and a little potentially yeah. self-preservation. Totally. And, which again, it's hard to blame people for that. Like I, I get it. Yeah. There's a fear. And, and, it's and sometimes un- the fear is real. And, and absolutely. It should, you know, if I'm in their, their seats, you know, I, I can see where they're coming from with that, right. right? The unfortunate part is that, you know, we've had a hard time looking 30,000 feet as to if you were to look in this world, what city should be the leader in technology, in energy? You should say Calgary is one yes. or two, you know, top three for sure, right? I've had other guests on that have said, like, we have all the building blocks yeah. for that to be true, but yet somewhere there's a belief, there's a mind, because it still takes a mindset. It's still a bunch of individuals that have to take all those opportunities. Absolutely. And, and, and I think where those individuals have been able to be successful in those opportunities is more in the high-tech side of things and okay. more in the actual manufacturing of higher, like better technology where yeah. people are using our, you know, our processes around the world now to extract you know, shale gas. So yes. um, that's more where the innovation has gone. And that's where a lot of the government programs in, as well have been yep. focused on their, um, you know, their efforts. But to answer your question, there is a transition that's happening. I think it needs to be happening faster than it, than it is. I think, you know, knowing that this is more of the new norm and people are accepting that is, is good, but you need to continue to see, you know, some of the support going in that way. And I can go off on many different directions, whether that's government programs, whether that's the VCs, whether that's private investors, um, and then the resource base in, in, in startup tech. Well, part of so, the question is, you know, what, yeah. what are we doing well, but also what are we tripping up on? So you can start on like, if you want to start with the positive, ran with the positive, <laughs> where, where are we, where are we tripping in? Cause this is all about having these con- you know conversations sure. and, and getting some stuff out there and willing to say some things that might be like, oh, I can't believe you said that. But yeah. that's how that's how you got to get change. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, right. And that's obviously why it's good to have podcasts like this as to how this is happening. Um, you know, I think I think what's really interesting, and this is where we're moving the right direction, but I think we really need to continue to move further. And this is what can create a trickle effect to solve a lot of the other problems that we can okay. unpack. But um, it starts with capital, right? It starts with investors believing that there's something here that can take place. Otherwise, it's hard for those ideas to get off the ground. Yeah, it's hard for you need the fuel. For yeah, sure. you need the fuel, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, where I've seen some of this going a little bit better is. You know, there's there's different, um, and I won't mention all the names, but there's some different private wealth companies that are are actually saying, hey, like how do we how do we push people in this direction? How do we then parlay, th- you know, their money with people that know what they're doing in tech, yes. for example, okay. and and let's have them come into, into a room and understand, hey, when I'm analyzing this investment opportunity, it's not about the BOE reserves, it's about the conversion with this scale of a market opportunity, right? It's about this retention or Thinking cost about of it, customer acquisition. Using a different formula to break metrics. down the opportunity that we did before. Yeah, exactly, right? And so, and then understanding how those can be different and then the risk that goes with that because the benefit that Calgary's always had from an investor standpoint is you would know as an investor, hey, this is a good team. This is the, you know, good Duvernay play. These guys have proven before. Yes. I know what's going. A check, 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 check. Okay, there's a question mark here that's fine because of these things and this is a whole other gamut as to gamut as to what they need to kind of understand so well i've had a couple of guests on and they talked about the, the you know the pass fail you know you're, you're doing a large capex project well we're going to trial and error and see how it works out nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear that mm-hmm. we're in technology and innovation 
uh, learning, quote unquote, failing is part of the model mm-hmm. where we've got a, you know, we've got a town that's done very large scale work with big money where, no, 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 we don't want any trial and error here. Yeah, we want a guaranteed on $10 million well, you're, you know, that's, that's not good. <laughs> right? it, absolutely. absolutely. So, and even from yeah. a safety perspective, something yeah. goes wrong, somebody dies totally. yeah. where technology, you know, quote unquote, innovation is, you know, failing forward. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's so, a very different mindset. You're completely right. And, and I think, I think where we're going back to your question, where we're seeing some of the steps in the right direction here is, you know, you have programs like creative destructive labs, you know, CDL that's doing really well. You have guys like Derek Hunter and Blue Sky Equities that have come and made their money in those in the in the energy industry and and other family offices that are doing similar things yes. that are saying, you know what, like there's a different approach here. How do we go and support these guys? So um, I think that is happening. Um, where it needs to go, and this is where the trickle effect kind of comes from, is in order for the ecosystem to take place, investors need to see a return on that capital, right, of, of yes. some sort, to then reinvest. And then that then gives more entrepreneurs the confidence to go and start their next idea, and teams can spin off of that, right, to then go and attract more capital. And that way, that circle just gets bigger. And we're bigger. so early days in that cycle. That's, exactly. We don't have that trickle off effect. And unfortunately, there's only a few, there's only a few when you think about, because Calgary does have a lot of money. Um, it does, and, yes. And, and everybody knows it. But and We know this not because there's a shortage of it no exactly it's just sitting there but it's if it's not confident or it's not it's it's risk adverse i get it and but it also needs it kind of needs a guide you need someone to sherpa that process exactly right and so there are some programs that are kind of doing that sherping and and some that um i think are going to continue to do some awesome work for us Mm -hmm. but that's kind of the early stage innovator side of it right and there's been a lot of failures that come out of that right and so although it's great that we have you know the the unicorn sale that we did have which was awesome of solium um you know, it, it's it's more of those kind of wins and even, even ones that are, you know, half that and a third of that, that then can kind of... Yeah, it doesn't always need to be the unicorn. Correct. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, but you're right. You need to start seeing that because then it gets people's attention. Yep, exactly, right? And then, so, but in order for that to happen, and this is where there are some really good VC funds in, in Calgary that are starting to get going, like Panache is one that's done a really great job yep. bringing, bringing some bigger capital is, it doesn't necessarily... Yeah, they just had a big announcement last week. I think, yeah, right? 58 yeah. million that they raised, yeah. which is awesome. And that includes right. some really big heavy hitters that they got into that fund, which is awesome. Um, I think what, what can... Where this can go, that can be really beneficial for you know not necessarily having to get to an exit or a sale. Is right. there are other rounds that can happen along the way that you know some of these other investors can cash in a little bit, right? Yes. Be like, you know what, I'm I can make some confidence, have some confidence. And I've heard, yeah, you know, I've had guests that are saying like, you know, Canadian, we're very prone to the exit or the sale. Right. What about the growth? What exactly. about like let's actually build this thing out and create these teams that then eventually can spin out into sub. And there's lots of you know, look at you know what happened in different parts of Canada and some of those wins that we. It's not always about the exit because sometimes it goes away. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and, and, the, and the and the money and the talent goes away too. Totally. And, that, and that's a, that's a detriment. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And so to your point, like let's try and grow a Shopify here, you know, like let's yes. try and get some of these that then you can have that trickle effect that comes out of that. And the whole community that comes out around that. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it starts with the investor. Um, I think the other thing that this is more where the struggles come in, in my okay. opinion, um, just being in the position that Plank's been trying to hire talent is it's hard to find adequate talent, um, that you want with this skill set. That is a story that I'm hearing over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, you know, I would advise is for people just, if you're wanting to get into this space, there's a lot of great vehicles out there that are learning, you know, or teaching different kind of skill mm-hmm. sets. So I'll give one example. There's a, a product manager meetup group that I know a couple of people that run this and they've only been going for less than a year, I'm assuming, but, um, I've been to a couple of them okay. and they're like, they're like growing like 25% every single meetup, you know, it's once a month. And oh, right like on. More and more and more people. I love those kind of, those are the kind of stories you don't necessarily hear about. Yeah, they're kind of happening underneath the yep. surface right now and what's really great about Somebody's it, hearing about it if you're getting 25% growth every meeting. To- totally. So clearly yeah. it's getting yeah. out there. But where they where First rule of Fight Club, don't talk. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the cool part about what they've then done to kind of 
transition that or bridge that even further that I think a lot of other, you know, these high level organizations do struggle with is, you know, like Rainforest is great, Startup Calgary are great, but they're having a hard time after that. Where do you go? You know, like I'm interested in this. Okay. What? Yeah. Okay. I want to go and learn about this. Here's all these great people. Now what? You know? And so I think what maybe some organizations can learn from like this product manager meetup group is what they've done is they've actually created a couple graduate courses. And so you can come in, you can do these things on these courses on the side, you can learn to become a junior PM and then they'll help place you into junior jobs and, and, and positions with other companies. Actually kind of carrying through the whole chain. Yeah, exactly. So now you've got to, cause we know that product management in Calgary is not, a job title that you're going to see outside of Benevity and Sonolium. Right. And even there, they're doing it on a scale that's so similar to their credit to like companies like an Uber where you have your small team and your group and it's very entrepreneurial that way, which is yes. awesome. But you can't expect to have that in a startup of 20 people that is, you know, maybe right. that yeah, phase after, you know, you got your first seed round or whatever, right? Or 10 people even, right? So Yeah, thinking about all the different stages from an idea and a napkin to where it's going to evolve and having very specific mentors and guides through every step of that process. Exactly. And that's where Calgary's struggling right now that middle stage, you know, and oh, interesting. That's chunk. okay. We have a lot of great ideas. We have a lot of people that are like, "Screw it, I'm going to go start this now because yep. I've been burned I'm by he- two a- recessions." You know, I'm hearing that more and more. Yeah, which is awesome, but. After yeah, they get going a little one, bit, yeah, you know, and they might get a little bit of traction, right? And they might have a little bit of money, you know, from whatever. Usually, you know, that's the case to get going. But now, what are the tools and resources to be okay? Well, how do I get to this next level of I have a company here, I need to fill these positions to then scale that a little bit more, and, and that's where you know the the resource talent I think is a struggle right now in the city. For yourself, have you had to go out of market? Are you like are you finding some talent here, but some specific roles you're going to have to you have to look in other places? Yeah, I mean, kind of what Plank's been able to do is. is is, you know, kind of try to grow and, and blossom some of the talent for people that maybe have a little less experience and, okay. and, and that's been great. So you guys are investing internally cause that's a tough with a startup to like, yeah. I need you to, we need to run hundred mile an hour, but I need to educate you at the same time. Totally. Yeah. So do you guys, is there programs like, do you have financial support? Like is that's expensive to do that. And I really appreciate it, the need and how important it is, but sure. is there programs in town that have been able to support you in, in educating these people and, and skilling them up? You know, it, 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 there is, uh, and I'll come back and answer answer your other question about. Um, bringing Sorry, I jumped on that one a little bit. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're all good. Um, it all ties into the resourcing side of things. Yeah. So, you know, I think this is where coming back to what we were saying maybe ten or fifteen minutes ago about some of the the government programs. Um, we're getting there, and they're starting to understand, but it's not fully there. You know, and this is okay. where something like OSIF is a great program. If and they are retweaking it out to their credit as to how it can it can help. Because there's so, some mixed there's some mixed feelings about that in the market, obviously in the market and in the media, which I know you always have to be careful. Love the media loves to grab onto the yeah I mean the, their latest yeah. investment um, you know the people like to hate on it because Finger Foods is not local but at the same time you need to bring in employers like that that know how to build the development pool and will yes. bring people here to it's a balance you know so right. yes you know we want money going to the entities that are here in Calgary but you also need to have the balance of these companies that can do it elsewhere it's easy to look at that from a one dimensional perspective like wow why aren't we investing yeah. here like okay back to thirty thousand feet sometimes we even need to at least get up to eighteen or twenty thousand feet yeah exactly yeah so yeah you know. And and to come back to your question of, you know, graduate programs, people that are coming in, um, you know, there are some out there and, and some of the government grants that are, are improving and kind of looking okay. at it this way, which I think is good. Alberta Innovates done a really good job yep. kind of revamping their program recently. Um, you know, once you start to learn a little bit more, even IRAP and, and Shred do a good job. But yep. I, I think they, what, those two programs have been around forever. Forever. Yeah. Like, so they've, I, did, I was involved with Shred like 15 years yeah, ago. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's great from a development standpoint and just getting going. Um, but I think I think as far as training people goes um, and getting them ready for the marketplace to then have the, that right hire. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where, you know, and unlike some of these programs like 
Geek Geek and product management where they're doing a good job of that. We're definitely not doing it in the schooling system. And that's that's where step one needs yeah. to come in. And MRU is trying a little bit right now. You know, Plank's getting involved a little bit more of Haskane on the same respect. But that's where, you know, companies like Austin or companies, sorry, cities like Austin have done a phenomenal job because they have so many collegians coming out all, every yeah. year that this is what they're starting to they're filling They're filling the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're getting them involved in the workplace. I would love to see programs being thrown at me where I could have some... Like, come at me with, you know, more than the right. grants that come out there where it's like, okay, you can pay this person $18 and we'll give you $5 of it. It's like, no, like, you know, figure out a better way and, to yeah, I need that more capital. Than, yeah, that's an old, to, that's an old version. Right. Yeah. Like let's figure out another <clears> way and train them better before they come to me. Right. To, to be able to, um, kind of start that. Top well, that's a challenge because you're in a startup, you're, you're moving hundred miles an hour, maybe on a slow day. There's a million moving pieces you're learning as you're going. And now, you have to train this individual and being respectful of them. They want to learn, but do you have the time? Do you have like, and you're figuring things out while you're, while totally. you're doing it. It's a, it's a challenging spot to be in. It's different than if you were somewhere like the Valley or many other cities that have kind of, you know, yeah. Toronto's a better example now where they've kind of hit this massive uptick and they're considered an, an A city in, in the world now, as far as a startup tech comp, a city goes and, uh, or not even startup. If you want to drop that word, just a technology. Yeah. Just, a, yeah. I think yeah. that's a better way to, cause yeah. that kind of implies something, Yeah, but no, it's just technology Yeah, because the pool is deep enough. There's resources. Exactly. You can find people for the roles you need. Exactly. You're not going to be limited by talent. Exactly. And, and to the point where what ends up happening is the talent ends up kind of like what happened here in Calgary in this small ecosystem, actually, as I, as I think through it, they end up, molding and gelling with each other so that they become their own little mini entities. Right. And so then they move and all, and, and that to its own credit has the ability to raise the bar as to what that group of four or five individuals that have worked together before, if that skill set can bring to a startup. And that's where you company. see these breakthrough ideas this, exactly. you know, Hey, we, we always had this idea that we couldn't do here. Boom. We're going to do our own thing. Yeah. Exactly. But so, you're right. It's those little mini teams that pop up. That's yeah. a really, it's a nursing phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. And that's where you get disruption and change. And that's exactly it, right? And that's where then more confidence goes back to the investor for them then to invest in more of these teams for that to come up. And then you see the, you see the Well, because back to investing in people and investing in yeah. leaderships and groups, it's just a different version of that. Yeah. And, we're just, and we're just so early in that cycle. Yeah, we really are. And that's so an the, interesting way to break it down. And it, it makes sense. Like, how could we not be? This is just where we are. Yeah. Right? But that, but we need more of that leap of faith a little bit more. And that has to start with the money that's coming right. in from here and the government programs um to see that through right so um and and again some of the associations and the training that you can do because what we've had to do is bring in people from other like we our cpo came out from toronto okay. and um you know he he'd started a couple companies exited before um chief he, product officer chief product officer. want to make sorry. sure yeah. for, uh, for myself and <laughs> yeah. the three letter acronyms are always in trouble. no no it's yeah. okay it's okay yeah this is a town of engineers and everyone uses acronyms yeah, it's that's fine fair. Yeah. but i you know from an audience perspective i don't want anyone left yeah. out what did you mean what and, and maybe i'll unpack that even a little bit more so please a, a please product, do yeah a product officer or somebody in product in general we were just talking about it a moment ago but that's somebody that and this is really a, you know something that really grew in tech right so it's somebody that understands you know, and there's two different versions of it, a product owner and product manager, but really on the high level of all of it combined, it's how is it that we're going to build this product so that when people are coming into it, it's we're, we're listening to the customer, the user, while not deviating too far in one direction on our product roadmap to actually go oh, and scale. To, so kind of that customer experience manager, and so but they, very specifically towing the company's line while also still listening to the client feedback yeah. so they lay, without getting basically distracted and running around in circles and, and understanding development because they liaison between uh, okay back to what we team. talked about a little bit offline about that person being able to really understand the customer go this is my problem yeah. I want this it's like ah, no you want to solve this and I can do it this way yeah so oh, I can see where that's a really interesting hybrid role. It's very and it's very crucial to a company. It's, in fact, it's one of the well, learning it lessons. It sounds like a make or break. It, and yeah, it's one of my learning lessons is I'm in, in the next company or what, like I would have 
I brought somebody on sooner than I did. That had if I would have known what I know now, I would have yeah. brought this person on a year ago. <laughs> totally, because famous, make, yeah, as we yeah. all say, yeah, they make a big difference. And and you know, somebody like um, you know Andy Smith, who came here from Toronto for our CPO, like he came from a gaming background, and so he really understands. Like he he's built two games that have more than fifteen million downloads, and so he understands the addictive behavior of a product, you know, and why. People how do you remove back. friction, and how do you make it sticky? Sticky, exactly. So, um, so that's, that's powerful. And I can only imagine that based on our the the, the industry that was prominent here, you're not going to find that individual no or it's going to be a lot harder we're and we're calgary's tech scene was very SaaS focused you know very web app focused yep. and so it's not as oh interesting the mobile side of that has so much more of like you know quick like your patience is a lot shorter you're yep. just you're trying to you know figure out what you need to do versus a longer term deeper more quality relationship yeah, exactly. with technology yeah i mean you think to some of the big SaaS versus companies. just quick dopamine hits like boom 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 right? boom yeah yeah, yeah you're the, the rat getting the, the getting the pellet in the case yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. which we all are on social yeah. like, for yeah. sure as i scroll through my instagram and like get my little dopamine hit yeah exactly <laughs> that has no substance behind it whatsoever right. yeah and that's all you know sometimes when i'm reading my business insider i'm just reading i'm just reading titles you know and like yeah. that's just just your quick hit right so everything's changed with that and you need to have that quick hit really quickly in product um versus you know like i was gonna say if you're acumaps and geoscouts and oil and gas you know now you're like okay what am i doing today you know i'm spending three hours in here you know like it's a totally yeah. different experience <laughs> right so um, much more like a gaming experience <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. you know and again necessity and but again yeah. if it's removing friction yeah and then making it sticky oh that's so interesting in terms of you know also where we're moving as a consumer and where our what, what our brains demand now like what, yeah. you know as consumer we don't even realize it totally to, to be able to articulate it yeah and that and that's why when you have somebody in product that can see what the consumer behavior will look like they can work backwards from that so part psychologist part psychologist part technologist part coach part designer sage yeah yeah and designer, designer. yeah totally oh very interesting but the, the one thing that and you do, guys were able so curious just a second yeah. you were able to pull somebody from toronto like was that a challenge for you because i've heard that there's you know you have these talented people they see an opportunity but they sometimes look at the market and go okay when i'm done this run what next do i have to move away mm-hmm. or is there a place to continue was that a barrier for you guys I mean, we were very strategic on how we recruited Andy. Um, we flew him out here during Stampede. <laughs> and it's, we... a, it's a smart time. Not in January. It's smart. Yeah, smart. Yeah. And we put him on a pedal pub on a second day and went around town. So, of course, and... you know, tool shed guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, the plot thickens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he was loving it after that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, part of it, and this is why, you know, coming back to your earlier question about being here in Calgary, is we're still, we're selling now being the front of that wave, right? Like being the front yep. of, of impacting some of this change a little bit more, right? You know, being able to train some of these people and to grow that team. Which that right? value prop is going to appeal to a certain kind of, it's yep. arguably the exact kind of individual you want. Yeah, absolutely. Who wants to be the credit. And hey, you know, joke about Calgary, we got Stampede, we got the mountains. Like there is a lot going for us from if you like this type of lifestyle and an hour, you can be some of the best snowboarding in the world. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely some selling features here, mm-hmm. not that it's just about the outdoors. Yeah. But you know, the Toronto draw to Calgary, that's a tough sell sometimes. It can be, right? And so, you know, I think, I think what, um, we need to do to even help ourselves further with that is allow the egos from oil and gas as far as compensation and work ethic and, and just what that yeah. looked like. Uh, and I don't say work ethic in a sense that there's a lot of people that don't work hard there. It's just the, the work-life balance of oil and gas as a common, you know, nine to five kind of thing, um, doesn't apply to startup world anywhere in the world. Yes. But then the cause, well, I believe that world's also changed for yeah, sure. Yeah. And My wife's in oil and point, gas yeah. 20 years and yeah. I've never seen her work as hard as she's worked <laughs> yeah, the last yeah, couple of years. And you're right. And so that's changed good. significantly, yeah. which I think that that's okay. Yeah. Well, it's necessary. It's a good thing. Right? 100%, um, yes. It's necessary. You're right. It was, it wasn't an option. No. Yeah. And so what is also necessary is if you're looking to go and, and jump into something like a startup tech world, you also need to understand that maybe compensation isn't going to be there all the time. Right. So that's the kind of struggle that 
with the investor side of it is I can provide more of a concussion than we can compete with some oil and gas salaries. But right. the, the comp was so high over there that it was hard to, to say. It hey, did skew everything. Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's, so, there's no question. We're Even there. being in a marketing space and you know, when you, when your team goes out for drinks with the, someone else on a Thursday night, who's now got Fridays off and has benefits mm-hmm. and exactly. just got a raise just because they happened to show up that day. Like, exactly. you know, that was a few years ago. That was yep. you're like, Oh man, like I, this is hard. I'm competing with oil and gas and I'm completely unrelated to that industry, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you share the same, uh, you share the same bar stool. <laughs> yeah. It's totally, so true. So we're so, getting there with that. Yeah. No, I appreciate that perspective. And it, these are all the nuances that when you're a small company, like they're all very real, mm-hmm. you know, and as a CEO running a, you know, 30, 40 person company, you've got optics on all these little things that like, oh, it was going great. And then you trip over these tiny little things mm-hmm. <laughs> that are very real. Mm-hmm. So when you're out there, like there's a lot of talk of, you know, the Calgary brand, what Calgary is on the world stage. Are you sensing, are you, are you seeing any difference? I had, uh, Daniel Torrey was on from uh, Startup Calgary and she goes, you know, a few years ago it was, what is a Calgary? And now she's like, oh, now I've heard about Calgary. So she says when they're out, when they're in Toronto, when they're in other, you know, even, even in Canada itself, but down in the U.S., she feels that they're starting. So that was she shared. So I was curious of your views when you talk to people like people from Toronto even. Do they have a real misnomer about Calgary? Like, do we have a brand problem? <laughs> let's, yeah. let's, just, let's just ask the core question. I, I think we do. Stop beating around the bush yeah, here. Yeah, we do, we do. But if you asked us, Toronto has a brand problem too, right? So uh, I mean, that's For sure, problem. in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> that's the issue. Touche, touche. Um, I, think, I, 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 I think to come back to like what, what she was saying is we're at the point now where people that are listening for it are hearing it. Okay. Prior to oh, that, that's interesting. Prior, prior to that, you you didn't, and so now it's like if you're not listening for it, are you hearing and being told that hey, yeah. I should think about jobs in Calgary, or I should think about moving Just back think to about Calgary, Calgary you know, in general. Move, um, moving back is interesting. If I've met people that are, I moved away for a few years, and yeah. you know, I kind of missed it. I came to visit, and I decided to kind of yeah. raise my family because the quality of life here is very good. Yeah, mm. definitely. And so I think that's the next step. Like, okay, that's um, interesting. I went out with um, Calgary Economic Development to uh, Vancouver on something we called a Vancouver Mission. Okay, um, eight months ago or something like that. And it was, it was a little tour that we did across all the campuses. So UBC, U of Vic. All right. Um, good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and a lot of it was to um, just promote Calgary. And so at the yeah, end the, the cool technology guy running his own startup. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And like, Hey, we're hiring. So they're stalking the deck with guy. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're open for business is really what's absolutely. So model. for you, was it was a recruiting. Did you find anyone through that? Uh, definitely found potentials. Didn't end up hiring anybody. Okay. Um, but, but I now all these people know your name. They know our names. They know so Plank. They've heard. Yeah. That's great. So great initiative by CED, but Excellent. to the point of, of what you're asking here, all of these, all of these graduates and students had no idea, like zero clue. And it was always, if they were graduating, they're either going to stay on in the West Western BC area. They're going to Seattle. They're going somewhere down towards the Valley yeah. or they're going back to the Pacific Rim. And not one person even knew that, like, it's almost like on this other side of this mountain range, they're like, oh, there's land over there that has some sort of One promise. day we'll explore it, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a yeah. rumor. Yeah. And I so, know people that went there and they never came back. Yeah, exactly, right? The That's interesting. The unfortunate part is that when you think about Canada outside of Calgary, and if we're now talking about Vancouver in this scenario, and you think about other successful startups, your 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 stories immediately go far east. You know, you immediately go to your Shopify's, your Wattpad's, all of yep. your Toronto Jumps companies, right, back. Yeah. right? And so, um, and to be fair, I, why not, right? I mean, like they're good stories and they yeah. get good media. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, again, they're newsworthy. Yeah. <laughs> and we've had a couple newsworthy ones here. I, you know, like I feel like Benevity could be more newsworthy than it is, um, but they've done a great job in the charity space. And they have. It, it yeah. No, that that's, that's a solid example. Yeah. And, you know, Solim obviously made their wave, but, you know, outside of the, those big two, um, and neither of them have done the same kind of damage that like a Shopify has done. Yes. Um, or even Hootsuite, which never went public and missed opportunity for Vancouver there, but um, still did a lot for people of, you know, this confidence that we're talking about yes. and kind of had that, that growth curve. Um, Calgary just needs more of that to come back to our point. So 
Back to, yeah, it's like you said, because it just builds that confidence and then the yep. whole chain, chain of events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for yourself, when you, obviously you're out there looking at, uh, you know, you, you live on the global stage, your customers are global, you're, you know, their customers are global. For you and your own mentorship, are you able to get what you need in Calgary or do you, do you go out? Like, do you have conferences you go to? I'm always like, we're talking about Calgary here, but you, you got you to gotta get your eyes up and you got to go bring things back. Any recommends or any things that you've really kind of impacted you? Yeah, I mean, the good news on there, on that front is um, people have realized that, you know, like this is how you have to, they have to look at a different lens right now and, and to how we're helping some of these other startups that are coming through there. Again, I think on the top, on the, on the one side, the top end, like there is some programs out there that are trying to help with this. You know, like there are, there are a lot of great mentorship programs, whether that's, you know, for founding start, startup uh, founders, um, for people that have are now trying to scale their business. Um, you know, Calgary has a lot of successful people in business. So yes. at the end of the day, it's your numbers, right? And so there's a lot of people that understand that and how to go and grow and scale that, right? So I think we've got a lot of applicable mentors there and, you know, the C100 and, and some of these other VCs are, are yep. doing a better job. Um, where I where I struggle is, is some of the um, the the peers, you know, that have gone through this okay. a couple times, you know, yep. the community groups like that, you know, to reach out to some of these people that, um, are, yeah, that are a couple cycles stores. ahead of where you're at now. Exactly. Yeah. So just that, that kind of common. Cause there's a point where someone is, you know, hugely successful, but they're too far removed from where you're at. Sometimes yeah. it's not relatable. Yeah, exactly. And you know, they can offer insights, but like someone can go, Oh, I know exactly where you are. This is the landmine I stepped on when I was where you right. are. Don't step here. Don't step there. Yeah, exactly. There's huge value in that. Yeah. And you're right. When you're a city that's got a relatively like we're, we're short on cycles for that there's just not going to be as many yeah, exactly. versus I'm assuming being in the Valley, like, you know, such an easy reference, but I know there's other jurisdictions that have made a lot of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So for yourself, is there any, like, is there any indicators? Like what's, what's your kind of litmus test? If you're going to build your dashboard for Calgary, if like, Hey, we're on the right track. I'm seeing some of these and you've mentioned some nuanced. Is there anything from a heart? You know, I've heard, Oh, we need a thousand startups. And you've heard someone say, no, no, we don't need that. We, we need to solve a thousand problems. Is there anything that's like, what kind of KPIs would you, would you put to this? If you were going to build your Calgary dashboard? Yeah. Um, you know, when you start hearing more stories, you know, when you okay. just start out, out in coffee shops, friends, groups, dinner parties with friends, did whatever. you hear about the, yeah, XXX. you know, like that's, that's a metric that obviously is hard to place as far as what that number is, but I feel like it's, yeah, almost a, the qual quant, there's a lot of quality, but yeah, I feel yeah, like it's sure. almost a more, tan, it's, a, it's a more relatable metric and one that I could actually be like, huh, there's something going on here versus, okay. oh, I heard there's a thousand startups in Calgary. You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 if that, I don't mean it that way. No, but no, like, no, for sure. We're but, playing around with it because yeah. that's, that's an easy one that you, yeah. you hear that frequently, it gets thrown around. Yeah, totally. It's to me, and obviously it's hard to put the number on this as far as the quantity is, but I feel like that's something that when I'm hearing that more and like, and especially when the frequency of a similar story is being told, okay. Um, that's something that I feel like, Hey, there's, there's something going on here and I, I want to get the RPMs on. are starting to go up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think, I think it'd be really interesting. I don't have this number at all, you know, in my head as to what this looks like, but really interesting to know what you, if you were to qualify, if we're starting to talk about startup tech only here, you know, the amount of people, if you're, to quantify how many people are working in tech now. And I know jobs is one product of that. Yep. Um, it doesn't really necessarily, you know, go towards things like amount of money invested or revenue. Um, but no, but it's kind of a byproduct because if yeah. there's, if there's an increase in the people working in that sector, that means there's money or there's success. There's something going on. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you need, you need cash flow to support that? Yeah. Period. Yeah, exactly. From, from so, whatever source. Yeah. And I think it'd be really interesting if, you know, if you were to talk to some, some guys like Pat Lore from Panache of like mm-hmm. how much money is being invested in Canada and then, you know, 
broke that out into those different provinces and cities in, in, in Calgary and Edmonton. I've seen a few of those numbers. The Calgary percentage is pretty low. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. Even, sorry, the Alberta percentage was like compared to even, you know, uh, Quebec or Ontario. Yeah. It was, I was like, hmm. Yeah, what's, so, but what's going on there? Because yeah. you see a number, you see a stat. You got to unpack that to, for it to mean anything. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so that's that top of funnel stuff that we were talking yeah. about. So, you know, I think that that's definitely a leading indicator. And then the, the second point there about, you know, people talking about is just the confidence, you know, like, because right. I do think that right now, you know, people have like, Calgary and, and Alberta is an entrepreneurial province. We know that. Right. And we, we have it in our blood to go and do this stuff. Right. So, you know, we just have to have people that are, are taking that leap of faith a little bit more and then building teams around them and, and being supported by the capital being invested. So. Yeah. The, the, the huge amount of infrastructure and support that it needs. Cause you're right. It's not just money. It's not just mentorship. Yeah. It's not just an, edu- you know, an education system that's setting people up to be able to be agile and flexible. And yeah. I talked to, I think it was number three or number four. I talked to Ray DePaul from uh, yep. Mount Royal. He shared with me just, you know, it's a, I love to overshare this because it's, you know, it blew me away that he sits down with a 20 year old and looks him in the eye and says, you will wholesale change your career five to seven times in the course of your life, not jobs, careers and just the amount of resourcefulness, adaptability, grit one needs, you know, and we're just, we're, we're going through that as a whole city, but when you think about just the world and how it's being disrupted, the skill set you need to, to survive and thrive, is very different than the, the one track, pick a career and do it for 40 years that, although it seems like an old idea, I think there's still people we secretly want to believe that that's how it's going to work out again. Mm-hmm. And Calgary as a city seems to have a little bit of a, uh, they're still holding our breath a little bit for yeah. it to just, oh, the good old days. Yeah, and, and the, you know, and I don't know what that is or isn't, but it's it's yeah. an undertone. It still no, needs. This, we're still resentful that we're being forced to change it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yet the whole world's changing. Yeah, and and the the opportunistic side of me says, well, the generations that are coming that's more how they're programmed. You know, they're yes. more, they're more intrigued by, you know, what is those new skill sets? How do I keep learning, you know, versus I'm just ready to go and, and stay on this one track to keep, you know, to get to whatever it is that I'm going to be. So. And, you know, and that's not going to happen in, you know, six months or a year. Like it takes some, it takes some cycles. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, and especially in tech where, you know, not only do you have this, this new skill set that's, you know, been demanded in the last 10 years in, in different right. areas of what it takes to build a startup tech company. Um, but you also have the changing side of tech where, well, now all of a sudden, okay, like your, you know, software engineering, you know, that has been, and then you go to any one of these meetup groups and like, you know, when you're talking, when guys are getting more, you know, perversed in their, in their engineering path that they're now picking one or two languages, they're deciding if they're back end or front end, you yeah. know, if they're more of, um, you know, maybe they want to be more of like a guy that yeah, they're niching down, they're specializing. Yeah. yeah. So, and then that then can be, you know, now all of a sudden, well, you have got new technology that's thrown into that. So whether that's immediately what's happening with AR and VR, now you have this massive AI push as yes. well, right? And you're seeing that happen in Edmonton. So, you know, they've got great engineers that are coming out there and these like top-notch AI scientists, data scientists that are coming out of here and we don't have jobs for them, you know? And and so they're having to leave. So uh, See, that's a terrible, it just makes you cringe. It does, you know, it absolutely does. And so, you know, um, this is one of the things where as the technology then demands these new skill sets and we have something that's set up properly here in Edmonton, but now the ecosystem of, Hey, can I stay still work here as opposed Absolutely. to just to be a researcher isn't quite there. Right. So that's, it just feels out of sync. It does a little bit. Right. But because you hear that one story is very positive, but when you add that totally. backside of that story, it's like, Oh, it is. Ugh, and, shit, it we're is so close. Yeah, exactly. But hopefully, you know, all those plates are moving in the right direction, right. That they will come together. And, um, yeah. And I, you know, yeah, there's arguably, this is also just, this is where we're at right now. Yeah. Right. I mean, Planck's a good example. Like we could, you know, look at bringing on a data scientist to help us soon, you know, like yeah. that's, that's a hire that we could look at. Bringing well, as you're right. building this huge database, 
and you got more and more reference points yeah. of data between this, this customer interactions, yeah. how much smarter, quote unquote, can you be about that customer experience? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, just, it's taking some time, but what helps things go faster? Capital. So yes, yes. <laughs> I know I keep so, coming back to that. Wasn't my point of coming. No, 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 it's great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this, this is about Contact collisions, about colliding. In plank yet. No. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. We're going to do a blatant plug. <laughs> yeah. No, a hundred percent for me. Cause not, nothing gets solved on a, in a, on an Island. We can't be in a bubble. We're not, sure. none of us are alone on this. We've got to interact. And part of, you know, why I got this podcast going is I hear these little snippets and then Kevin would, you know, my co my co-conspirator would talk to me. He's like, Tyler, these conversations are going on, but I'll talk to two people that have the same problem, but they don't, they're not talking to each other. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's happening at a small one-on-one scale, also at a, at a larger scale. You've yeah, got to, absolutely. that community needs to be so rich and so deep. Yep. I know about you, but in my life, nothing much ever has happened with a relationship somewhere. Mm-hmm. I met somebody at the right time. They're like, oh, I know a guy, or maybe yeah. I'm the guy or gal or whatever, sure. whatever yeah. it may be. So any direct advice, you got someone maybe who's sitting in, in your shoes or maybe who's coming up, like that thing you said about those people you're looking for that are a couple cycles ahead of you. Mm-hmm. What about a couple of the people that are coming up behind? They've got... They hear you and you go, 30 people, like, oh my God, this guy's killing it. Like, I can't wait to have that startup. Any advice or words you would give them or things that would be go-tos besides just reaching out and having a coffee with you? <laughs> and that was the first thing I'm going to say, right, is try to facilitate more of those conversations. Um, you know, it's hard. Obviously, everybody's got their different obstacles and problems that they're trying to solve at that time where they are in their cycle. Um, you know, I, I think the funny thing that I'm trying to focus on right now is when everything's seeming to go left, just find a way to go right. You know, like that's okay. really what is gonna... Or, I love a quotable quote. Yeah, that's, right? That's, yeah, you know, and, and and just find a way to make something go right. And, and, and that's where you'll end up finding a little bit of an edge on your competition or whatever that barrier is that's in front of you because you've been able to dig a little bit deeper and and at that point you might have you know your most strike you know strike of creativity right you might have you know some some way that you never had your backup in this wall that you were able to actually get to that you know solve problem to be solved so um you know i think for us when we have been in more of those dire states that's where all of a sudden it's like okay was able to find a way to come up for fresh air you know like right. i remember there was a time we were we were short on capital before um you know we got to a certain point where we were we were not having to worry about that anymore in our business and we had to figure out okay, well, we're, you know, budgeting right now. We need to get like four weeks from now to make payroll. Like, what do we have to do? You know? And, um, we kind of reach the true entrepreneur. I give buddies like until you've been on your kitchen floor, uh, wondering how you're going to make payroll, like sitting in a ball. He's like, you haven't really been an entrepreneur. I'm like, it sounds harsh, but I appreciate that. I appreciate the visual that he's painting on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's aggressive and and, and it feels really, yes, it does. No other option. Right. So this was obviously a little more early on for us, but we decided, Hey, we had to go and, and, and completely change how we were going to run this, this, sale that was upcoming and, and even just then create a new sale vessel. And, and I can't, I don't even think it was black Friday, but it was something around a U.S. holiday okay, that we yep. had gone on and change our whole pricing strategy and, and really just focus all of our resources into this one push. Um, that just got us over the hump. It might not be the best thing for the long term for the whole business, yeah. but it, but well, sometimes it I think, but I think there, like but, you said, sometimes, yeah, because yeah, if you wouldn't have survived, yeah. that's the worst thing for the business. Yeah. But sorry, but maybe for that, that particular, that particular product, but it was something that was necessary for the business. So, right. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a powerful insight because sometimes when you're in it, you know it, it can it can feel like it's closing in on you. Yeah. But also, I find that's when you when you get back into a corner. That's when you figure things out. Yeah. Become absolutely. very resourceful. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> back really. to that comment about grit. Yeah. That flexible flexible mindset. Like, ah, yeah. oh, this is the way I thought it was going to work. Uh, but new information. You know, no best laid plans never survive encountering reality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yeah, that's good too. Um. So for yourself. What's are you out there in the community? Obviously, you're doing like. Do you do you go to these meetup groups? Can people reach out and connect with you directly? I'm sure you're a super busy guy. I can only imagine. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody's busy, right? It was, of you course. Make time for it. Um, uh, uh, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. You always make time for what's important. Yeah. Um, the you know the good thing is we've got a leadership team now at Plank that's really trying to get involved in the community as well. Um, you know, there's some different avenues. We've talked about Andy of product before. Um, Jamie Reed, our, our chief marketing officer as well, is really, um, you know, has a, some awesome experience in uh, in the marketing world. Um, that's South Crest for you guys because you, when you build out a team like that, amazing, amazing things can happen. Like bring in true, like, like the right guys, the right gals for the right roles. It's amazing what can happen. Yeah, and, and to your point from earlier, that's really what we're trying to do then to train the people that we do have in here that are coming in, right? So, that's awesome. Um, you know, we, we try to get out there and connect in the community. Um, you know, there's more and more associations that are coming together. Um, it, oh, I'd love to, you know, to the question you just asked me earlier, I'd love to find that person one or two steps ahead or not person, community even. Yes. That's a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, not to be yeah. as isolated. It's not a single yeah, individual. Totally. It might be, but, yep. yeah, but so. you're right. It, it's it's a community of people at different cycles through their business because yep. everyone's, you can, because you can learn in both directions. Yeah, exactly. So it's a fun thing about mentoring. It's, you know, you, I often walk away with as much or more than what they said they walked yeah, away with. I know, right? I like, oh, maybe I should listen to my own words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah, just, just listening. Hmm. Yeah. So what, what's the future for Plank? What's the next couple? Like, what's the, the you guys, uh, this is a bold question, staying in Calgary? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely... That's about as pointed yeah, a question as I can get. Sure, that's fair. No, and that's the point of this podcast, right, is how do you bring that together to continue to, you know, have Calgary kind of turn the page. Um, you know, I mean, we, we have committed to staying here in Calgary as far as, as Plank HQ goes. We, we do have a presence worldwide. Um, we've got a, a studio space in, in Venice Beach in LA as well. Congratulations, that's awesome. Yeah, so we do a lot of our content production out of there. Um, we've got um, a tech team in Nashville as well. Um, so, I mean, we've we've got these other pieces set up to hedge ourselves a little bit because we know how things need to need to kind of work for this to make us a a, a global player um, because Calgary just isn't quite there yet. That's Um, fair. However, we're not saying we're not closing the door on it. So, you know, we're we're here to, because we want to help. Well, I think it's so important. Like success in Calgary doesn't mean staying inside our borders. You know, I love that you guys have this global reach. You have this global customer base, finding resources that are in other cities. Like, you know, what, what, relationships and crossover benefits that can come out of that. Like who even knows, mm-hmm. you know, when you stay inside your own little bubble, I think that's great that you guys have expanded beyond that, but I do love that you're centered here and have kind of forged that path. And maybe when it wasn't the easiest thing to do, startups never easy, you know, in a city that's going through a transformation like this, it's uh, I can only imagine that it's been an, an adventure. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's no, fun. it's impressive. Yeah. I'd love to, you know, it's nice talking about entrepreneurship and like, I always joke, you know, you can talk about an entrepreneur being being entrepreneurial while you have a full time job, and then there's actually being an entrepreneur. <laughs> it's a very different step, and for a lot of people, it's scary. And knowing that those those resources are out there to help that, but I really resonate with what you said today. Like that's great that first step, but what's there to support like every cycle? As you, you know, a ten person business is one thing, a twenty person business is something else, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. And being able to develop the sophistication around your product and things like that that are you know new territory, maybe for you as a startup, but also specifically for the city. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of that comes down to having those conversations, right? Like whether that's conversations with investors, people that have done it before, people looking to get into it and just continuing to kind of create that, create that ecosystem a little bit for, like I said earlier, for, for those stories to be told. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a point where it does create a critical mass and it starts to like, it tips over Yeah, exactly. and we're not there yet, but I do feel we're definitely on that path. Yeah, I agree. Colin, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, I really enjoy your candor yeah. and, uh, you know, I enjoyed chatting with you last time and, we, <laughs> and that one didn't work out. So we were able to do a redo today. So I, uh, I, I really appreciate your time and, uh, also your hard work. Thank thanks, you, man. 